0: hey bj this is john out in oklahoma city and i'm just wondering if you can give some give your thoughts on the use of caffeine specifically coffee and training um, i hear so many mixed messages about well you should should drink coffee shouldn't drink coffee uh, i'm a graduate student who runs on coffee i exercise a lot and i'm just curious what your thoughts are overall on the use of caffeine uh, thank you so much for the great content. Keep up the great work and uh, can't wait to hear uh, more content from you. All right, take care. Welcome to Coffee Talk with your host, Linda Richmond. Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Linda Richmond. First of all, I want to say happy birthday to my daughter, Robin. Happy birthday, Bubbler. (laughs) Okay, now, this show used to be hosted by my friend Paul Baldwin, but he developed Spilkus in his (laughs) Gnechtigazoink. So now he's in Boca Raton, Florida, recovering nicely. Thank you very much. All right, baby. Welcome to the Weekly BJ Podcast, and thank you so much for the question, John, from OKC. Gotta love that coffee, man. We'll talk about it today, and since you said OKC, again, I'm a big NBA basketball fan. The OKC Thunder in 2012. Can we talk about maybe the best team that never really was, that could have been? Kevin Durant. Seven foot, can shoot. From anywhere on the floor, total sniper, unblockable shot, the slim reaper. James Harden, arguably one of the best offensive players of all time. He's got the step back. No one can get away with travels like James Harden. The ball handling ability, constantly in the running for MVP. Russell Westbrook, maybe the most athletic dude I've ever seen, like in terms of fast twitch, explosiveness. Him and Derrick Rose are like on another level, and he's a savage out there. Like he's, he's a guy that you want to play with. I know a lot of people say, yo, oh, he's, he's not good. You can't win with him in terms of uh, team play, or he's not clutch in, in, at the end of games or in the playoffs, etc. But man, that dude goes hard, and he's the intensity of the passion. And they had Ibaka, like straight defensive genius role player, rebounder, they just ran into a prime LeBron James in 2012 in the finals with the Miami Heat. And that team got broken up. What a, what a tragedy. I mean, that team could have been something else. Maybe the best team there ever was, besides the 94-95 Magic, you guys, those listening, elder millennials and above, they had, obviously, Shaquille O'Neal, a young Shaq, who used to run the floor, go coast-to-coast. Coast. He was like 6'5", uh, sorry, seven. One, seven, two, whatever. He, he's always been that height in his professional career, but he was also like 315, 6% body fat, like lean, in shape, ran the floor, breaking backboard Shaq with Penny Hardaway, who Shaq describes as Kobe before there was Kobe. Amazing playmaker, ball handler, finisher. They actually were able to stop Michael Jordan and the Bulls in his first comeback tour. And they went to the finals but lost to, you know, an Hakeem Olajuwon in his prime with the dream shake. I mean, that was, Hakeem was something else in those finals. So that, that, you know, they just ran into Goliath uh, that year, but eventually that team got broken up. But they had, you know, they had snipers. They had Dennis Scott. They had Nick Anderson. You know, they had a lot of good role players. Horace Grant, who was on the Bulls in their first three championships. I mean, some amazing teams. But, But I digress. I know we got some sport fans on here. I'm going to talk about coffee for you today, John. Appreciate the message. And by the way, would it even matter if I told you it was bad for you or too much, whatever? Would you stop? No. Coffee's life. This is what's so funny about a lot of this stuff. We all want to learn, you know, is, it, is this good for me? And then we have it and we love it. And then we hear, oh, you probably should not have that much of it. But you know what? Life is short. So again, you learn, you make your own decisions. If anything, uh, if there's any reason I should limit my intake, it's because it stains the hell out of my teeth, but I just go get my teeth whitened to the dentist. So, my wife, by the way, it's all genetic, I guess. She she does not get any staining. We drink the same amount of coffee, pretty much. But it is what it is. Before I get into this kind of outline of the show of today, I'm going to share my personal story, First Coffee, because I think that's a special time in in one's life. I'm going to talk about my recommendations for coffee, caffeine consumption, how I use it in my day-to-day for training, etc. What to avoid. We'll talk about those 1,000-calorie butter, oil, diarrhea, coffee bombs. And then I bring on an, an excerpt from my buddy Dr. Mike, Dr. Mike Rissell, where he gives his, as a doctor, nutritionist, a creator of uh, Special bunda Coffee as well, which we'll touch on later. He gives his recommendations, health benefits, etc. So there's a mix of good research here and uh, you know personal anecdotes. I think you'll enjoy it my first coffee and by the way you have to do this trip it was in Costa Rica and my wife and I did this I think it was seven to ten day Costa Rica trip and on paper it was like a disaster trip like we didn't really have exact plans you know usually if we would get lost or didn't know exactly where we're going it would be a source of stress you know I, I was 26 at the time you know, just trying to build my career, a lot of stress in my life, very anal and compulsive about getting work done and, you know, control freak, etc. So it should have been a disaster on paper, but it was just one of those special trips that happens like where when things went sour or things went wrong, we just kind of, you know, made lemonade with lemons and it was just a beautiful trip. And and please do this trip. Like Costa Rica is something else, man. Like we rented a four by four and we had like 18 to 30 different hotels we could stop at and just cruise around the country. And every day we'd stop at a new place, visit a new location. You can experience all the microclimates that this blue zone has to offer. Meaning that blue zone, it is a host of a ridiculous amount of people, a proportion of people that live over 100 year old. I'm having trouble speaking today. Centarians, all right? It's a special place. And maybe that's why, like, when things go wrong or things go sour in a beautiful location, you know, I guess it's just better. It just gets better. They had these hot springs we would go to where, you know, like you're by these caves and just go in and just, it's a natural hot tub. And it just, the exfoliation benefits, like, I'll tell you what, unreal. And by the way, I've learned how to drive my first car. It was a, a Ford Escort that was a stick shift and I hadn't driven stick in a long time and we got a stick. So I'm coming out of the airport in downtown Costa Rica and like, and I'm trying to learn how to drive stick again in, in traffic in this busy hustle and bustle of the city. And it, it we just kind of had fun with it and I, I was struggling with it most of the way and I had trouble downshifting or stopping. So I would basically just barrel in to restaurants or stops and I would see like the faces of the locals like they looked terrified no one got hurt by the way but it was just there was constant humor and all the shit that was going wrong and we were just enjoying all this beautiful scenery and food and still to this day the best coffee and beef I've ever had and I never had coffee before until my trip to Costa Rica 26 like that was my first real exposure to I had some like energy drinks and you know rock stars and stuff like that before but my first coffee because all I knew of coffee growing up was like the Folgers my parents made didn't really have a very refined taste for coffee and I think I tasted it when I was younger and it just tasted awful to me but you know burnt shitty coffee beans does taste awful right like anything it's you got to get the good beans and you got to prepare it properly etc and I just never got it until I went to Costa Rica and I had the coffee and it was just like the warmth of it the smoothness it's just something else. Uh, it becomes, it is for me now a morning ritual. I love it. I never skip a day with coffee. I think it's the key to starting a day for me. It keeps me uh, regular, so to speak. I can expedite my morning bathroom trip and get out with my day. My wife and I really enjoy uh, sharing coffee in the morning, watching some Sports Center or first take on ESPN and just kind of setting the tone for the day or doing some notes, checking email, social media stuff. It's especially great with views. It's just great, man. I I don't know what else to say. I'm not a big fan of tea. I, I love I'm I'm a coffee guy. I know some people love teas, but please do yourself a favor with your wife, husband, significant other, partner. Just take that Costa Rica trip. It should be on your bucket list. It, it was just a game changer for us, and even me, a very anxious, high stress, control freak. I I had like the time of my life with my wife, and it was just beautiful. We'll never forget it. And I had my first coffee, and I've been drinking it since. So it it changed my life on multiple levels. Highly recommend it. I'm going to give you now a quick excerpt from examine.com about coffee and caffeine consumption. This is an excerpt from examine.com, a site I highly recommend for anything supplement-related. You search any supplement you want, and it breaks it all down, shows the research, pros and cons, dosing, etc. Caffeine is a stimulatory anti-sleep compound extracted from coffee beans. Habitual caffeine use leads to tolerance, which dulls several of caffeine's effects. What does caffeine do? Caffeine comes from coffee beans, but it also can be synthesized in a laboratory. It has the same structure, whether it's in coffee, energy drinks, teas, or pills. Caffeine is a powerful stimulant, and it can be used to improve physical strength and endurance. It is classified as a nootropic because it sensitizes neurons and provides mental stimulation. Habitual caffeine use is also associated with a reduced risk of Alzheimer's, cirrhosis, and liver cancer. Caffeine's main mechanism concerns antagonizing adenosine receptors. Adenosine causes sedation and relaxation when it acts upon its receptors located in the brain. Caffeine prevents this action and causes alertness and wakefulness. This inhibition of adenosine can influence the dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, and adrenaline systems. Habitual caffeine use leads to tolerance. This means the effects of caffeine will be diminished, often to the point where the only benefit a user experiences is caffeine's anti-sleep effect. This is an insurmountable tolerance, which means more caffeine will not overcome it. A month-long break from caffeine will reduce tolerance. So... Excellent description of this from examine.com. Definitely check out that site for all your supplement questions. I highly recommend it. All right, we're back with some more coffee talk, and I'm going to talk more about myself because I love So, here's how I use caffeine in coffee. And again, this is all about figuring out what works best for you. But I usually have two cups in the morning, I put half and half in. Till it gets that kind of like caramel tone, you know that that that's the the right tone is beautiful in the coffee. Some like it darker, I like it. Yeah, I like it to have a little bit of that caramel tone. That's when I know it's the perfect amount of half and half. And uh, obviously, if you're gonna use creamers often, you know, get an organic one. Get it, get it, you know, well sourced. You can go black if you want to just go purely black and nothing added. But again, I just prefer to have a little cream in my coffee. And you get about a hundred milligrams of caffeine per cup. So I like the two cups, and then I'll usually do my work in the morning, get a couple things done, and if I'm doing a like high-intensity straight training session, I will have my pre-workout, and I I like the pre-workout from Ladder. By the way, I'm not sponsored by anybody. These are just my personal recommendations. The Ladder pre-workout has uh, an additional 100 milligrams of caffeine. It also has three grams of beta alanine and five grams of creatine. I'm going to do an episode on supplements at some point in the future, so I don't want to get you know sidetracked with that. But... You know, so I'll have 300 milligrams sometimes of caffeine before noon or before my my workout. And I just kind of like the flow of that. It works well for me. And then usually in the afternoon, I like to have a cold brew coffee. My favorite is, you know, the nitro cold brew from Starbucks or if like I was at a real high end one like Stumpton or or some other really good coffee places. I love the nitro, very smooth. And uh, that's probably, I don't know, an additional 100, you know, milligrams, maybe more. But I, I make sure I cut it off between you no know, later than 3 to 4 p.m. But if I can get it before 2 p.m., that's ideal. That's the one thing that will happen with this this coffee caffeine consumption is that there's two things that, that will keep you up at night. Well, there's more than that, but two things in regards to like actual caffeine and exercise. Uh, a really intense workout and or caffeine after 4 p.m., I don't know about you, but it makes me very restless and I, I have trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep. So I just know that about myself. I, that's why I train no later than early afternoon, but usually like around noon. Morning is, is, is great too if you have to do that. I, I don't recommend intense exercise after 4. I don't recommend caffeine after 4. It, it will fuck with your sleep schedule. It just makes you restless, jittery, nervous. It's not You want to wind down at night. Now again, some of you have to train at night and you got to do what you got to do. But maybe, and some of you need that pre-workout or caffeine boost at the end of a long day to get up for the workout. But, you know, play around with, if you, if you can do your workout earlier in the day, just find a way to do it. It also will just, there's many more excuses that can come up at the end of the day than get in the way of your workout. That's why I'm a huge advocate of making it one of the first things you do. Get it out of the way, get on with your day. And then that way you don't need to worry about caffeine as much later in the day because the workout gives you some energy too. So try to find a way to work that in. But I do like me some cold brew coffee in the afternoon. Uh, you know, it, it's just, again, I like these rituals. They, they, they're they kind of like these markers of the day, right? I know once I get to, I have my morning coffee and start in my day. My afternoon coffee is like the day's almost done. I just got to get a couple more things done. I, I kind of sometimes like to get out of the house. I work at home. So it's nice to just maybe sometimes go to Starbucks quick and just grab something, get out of the house, come back. But this is what I do. And uh, some could say it's too much caffeine, but you know, I, I still can get my 78 hours of sleep a night. I function really well. I feel good. And uh, I also make sure that because that is a good amount of caffeine to already be getting, we drink caffeine-free beverages. And if we had any coffee at night, like going out to eat or whatever else, we'd go decaf. So that's very important. You don't realize how like even you know, some diet sodas, that extra 60 milligrams of caffeine that most of them have can sneak in and that that can mess with your sleep schedule, especially if you already had a lot of caffeine earlier in the day. And why I kind of like it too in the afternoon too, it's kind of, a, it's definitely a hunger suppressant. We know it's a, it's one of the true performance enhancers. You get mental clarity, energy, and it can also help uh, with mobilizing body fat, you know, to the degree that it's a game changer for fat loss, you know, probably not, but it's as part of a, you know, solid fat loss plan. Caffeine and coffee definitely has its place. Probably more so on the hunger suppressant side, by the way. That's part of why I I I'm perfect like with lighter meals earlier in the day, because of I think the caffeine helps a lot in the coffee. So that's just something to consider. Now, in terms of cycling, you know, <clears throat> the one thing about constant caffeine consumption, so there's you get daily benefits, but you also can develop a tolerance. I know some people like my buddy Brett Contreras will not have any caffeine. And then when he does a speaking event, he has it and he's like, he says he's a rock star. He just like, he's just on fire that day. But then he stops the next day and and so he, he abstains and then nails it. That's an option as well. But you don't get the daily benefits from caffeine or coffee consumption, coffee in particular, right? So... Another way you can do it is you can, on your higher activity days, you can have, let's say, in my case, I could have that 300 to 400 milligrams of coffee. And then on lower activity days, I can maybe just do 100 to 200 and cycle it a bit so that I'm not constantly at the same level and that I can, when I have more on the more active days, I feel the difference. If you're always throwing the same amount at your body every single day, it's going to get used to it. You're going to desensitize the system. So that's one, one thing I recommend. You know, you can just cycle it a bit. Um, I'm not saying you totally don't have it on some days because again, it just it's it's a beautiful ritual. Uh, I, I think we're humans are creatures of habit and routine, and uh, it's also so delicious. And when you get the good beans, we like Pete's coffee a lot. Starbucks uh, in the bag is, is is okay. We like the Pete's blend kind of the best. What the uh, Morning Dickinsons? What is it? Uh, I forget what it is. There's also Blue Bottle beans, which are it's like a new uh, newer brand of coffee that's just delicious so smooth they have a belladonna blend blue bottle check it out it's so good love it but you know you kind of get the best of both worlds when you can just use a little more on the higher activity days and a little less on the lower and maintain a a little bit of a um you know a a tolerance that way and and get the most out of it but get the benefits of the daily usage and where people really get into trouble with this and i've gotten questions of this over the years as well you know those 1000 calorie butter oil coffee bombs And you also get in trouble with like the frappuccino the mocha the demi lavatos you know all that stuff it all that sugar and added fat into your coffee on a regular basis like you know that's excessive i'm not saying you don't have one as a treat every once in a while but you know you don't need to go crazy with it and we're talking like regular coffee i like to sweet uh to, to cream it with organic half and half some don't like dairy at all so you could use things like almond milk and other things I personally don't use that stuff because I don't think it tastes well. I think like, actual dairy cream tastes the best with coffee. If we're just being honest, I think most people would agree with that unless they have a lactose issue. And there's also, by the way, lactose-free creamers you can get too. Organic lact- lactose-free creamers uh, that you can use as well. And Sweetening-wise, you know you can go Truvia or Stevia, that plant-based sweetener. Splenda is also okay. The, most of the research says you know, moderate use of Splenda is fine. But you can also just go with like one raw sugar pack. It's only four to six grams of sugar. It's all natural. That's not that big of a deal unless you're having like 10 cups of coffee a day, right? We we add all these sweeteners and additional stuff to our coffee to to spare ourselves four to six grams of sugar. Like you can, you'll burn that walking to the coffee shop from your car to the, you know what I'm saying? So again, uh, I'm not, again, I don't like added sugar in general for a healthy diet or just a, a healthy lifestyle, but... You know, a pack of sugar in your coffee is fine. Uh, if you look at the Europeans, they do that with every coffee, and they look a lot leaner than we do. So, again, it's all about calories. And, and if you're active and you do a lot of walking, and you'll be good to go with, with a, a pack of real sugar added to your coffee, just 4 to 6 grams. But, you know, where it goes crazy is this biohacking bullshit, this quackery. I mean, do we... And I, I tried this stuff too. Again, I, I try a lot of the stuff so I can experience it and see if I'd recommend it or how it, how it works. My wife and I both did. My wife in particular, like with that Bulletproof coffee stuff, like she feels awful. She gets nervous, jittery, frantic. Something about that mix of high fat and high caffeine. And then for me, man, like it's explosive diarrhea that rivals Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey slips in the laxatives. I mean, that toilet, like what, the toilet's like, what did I do to you? What did I do to you to deserve this splatter? It's not fair. And uh, just, you know, it's, do we really think that, <laughs> like, throwing butter and all these oils into our coffee is going to be the game changer for our health and performance? I know some people swear by it and love it, but it's, it's not going it's, to, it, it's very rarely the game changer that people claim it will be. It's a great way to market and sell shit. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't really recommend it. I'm not a fan of liquid calories. You know, unless we're talking, you know, protein shakes, smoothies. Get your calories from real food, get some actual quality nutrition. I, I I think it's it's way too much fat and I just don't see, you know, the need. You ask, I give my honest opinions. I'm just a fan of classic coffee, good quality coffee with half and half and either I actually I don't even sweeten it personally, because I, I just the cream is good enough for me, but my wife likes Truvia or Stevia, and you can also go with like one raw sugar pack. So that, those are my recommendations with how to incorporate it into your routine. I don't think it has to be overly complicated, and ultimately, you know, we had talked about, you know, I'm I'm six two two twenty five, very active, three to four hundred milligrams of caffeine. It works for me. Now that might that would be way too much for someone who's smaller. So, you got to listen to your own body, listen to your own tolerance. You certainly don't need it to function well, but it is one of the true, proven performance enhancers. And uh, I I love it, and I'm not going to stop. So, the good news is we're about to bring in some quotes from Dr. Mike about health benefits and his recommendations. And if you love coffee, you're going to love what you hear next. All right, it's time to ask Dr. Mike, my buddy Dr. Mike Roussel. I'm not a doctor or nutritionist, but he is. We've had him on the show before. Awesome guy, really knows his stuff. Also, meat stick, meat head, trains hard, great physique, great legs, by the way. we got to get him a pair of man shorts. He's the author of The MetaShred Diet and the creator of NeuroCoffee, a special coffee for brain health. You can check his coffee out at GetNeuroCoffee.com and all links to what Dr. Mike Roussel does will be in the show notes. He sent over a bunch of stuff for me to read to you guys and gals about navigating coffee consumption and the health benefits, etc. So he's legit and so is this info. A 2014 study from Harvard found that when coffee drinkers decrease their coffee consumption by more than one cup per day, their risk for type 2 diabetes increased by 17%. So don't stop drinking coffee. Well, that, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. It gets better, by the way. Here are some of the different ways that coffee helps lower your risk of certain diseases based on how many cups per day that you drink. One cup per day can reduce the risk of prostate cancer. Two cups per day, an 11% reduction in risk of developing type 2 diabetes, a 15% reduction in the risk of developing depression, a 66% reduction in death from liver disease, and an 11% reduction in risk of heart failure. This is where it gets even better. Three to four cups per day. Which is where I'm I'm about at on a regular basis. 20% lower risk of basal cell sar, sar, sar Basal cell sarcinoma. 50% reduction in liver cancer risk. Bottom line from Dr. Mike, everyone's caffeine tolerance is different, so they should regulate coffee intake with that in mind as well. <laughs> All right, so that's today's show. Thank you so much John from OKC for the question. The bottom line, keep drinking your coffee, keep enjoying it, do it in moderation. Hopefully these tips helped and good luck with your education, man. Keep killing it. Thanks so much for sending me a voice message on Anchor. Please, it's a free app for Apple and Android devices. You jump on, you send me a voice message asking any questions you have about fitness, lifestyle, business, nutrition. I will Consider it for a future episode. Get your voice on here, dedicated to you. It really adds a lot to the community. It means so much to take, to take the time to do it. Please do so. And as always, a five star rating and review on iTunes will give me an erection and a lot of joy. And if that is something that you are looking to do, I'd appreciate it. It means a lot. Helps us spread the good word to people like you and get us more in the rankings. And the more that I see people listening and getting value in this, the more I will put into it. So it means a lot. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. Peace.